This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's Attorney General Steve Marshall is joining 14 other state attorneys general in seeking to keep a Trump-related public health policy in place at the U.S.-Mexico border. That policy is known as Title 42 and allows for asylum seekers to be turned away at the border rather than allowed into the U.S. interior. The 15 states filed a motion to intervene when it comes to Title 42 and its expiration date, which is set for December 21st of this year. The states argue that all states, not just border states, will see a significant impact in immigration if Title 42 is ended. Attorneys with the American Civil Liberties Union are arguing for the policy to be dismissed. The judge in this case is Emmett Sullivan out of Washington, D.C. Republicans in the U.S. House are about to gain control in January and have already indicated that the U.S. border and the enforcement of immigration laws are going to be one of their key priorities in the upcoming congressional session. Well, sad news out of Montgomery, a missing toddler has died from injuries sustained while missing. Three-year-old Demetrius Bibb was found unresponsive on Monday night and died later at a nearby hospital. The little boy went missing on Monday afternoon and was found within a few blocks of where he was reported missing. Authorities have not yet released details on the injuries that the little boy sustained, but they do say an investigation into the case is underway. A former state lawmaker has more serious charges brought against him following accusations of sexually assaulting a woman at a Montgomery restaurant. Perry Hooper Jr. is facing felony charges for the incident. Court documents say that the 68-year-old Hooper aggressively grabbed and groped a woman who was behind a hostess stand at a restaurant. This all occurred in August of this year as Hooper was leaving the place. A Montgomery County grand jury indicted Hooper with these felony charges Earlier this week, Cooper served in the Alabama House from 1983 to 2003. He's still free on bond. Passenger rail cars appear to be set for a return to the Gulf Coast area in Alabama. An agreement has been reached between Amtrak and the Alabama Port Authority in regards to shared railways for freight carriers and passenger rail cars. The agreement seems to have progressed to a point that both parties have now put off a scheduled hearing on November 30th in order to hammer out the plan and its implementation. Freight companies have been opposed to Amtrak using the rail lines between Mobile and New Orleans due to the potential of backing up supply chain deliveries. The Surface Transportation Board created a mediation effort between the two entities to work out their problems in a joint statement from CSX, Norfolk Southern, and the Alabama Port Authority was released this week saying that they have collectively reached an agreement to support passenger and freight service together in the Gulf Coast Corridor. A Valley Head woman is facing charges from the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office for providing drugs to two foreign exchange students. Both students have since been removed from the home of 52-year-old Catherine Finley and have placed in another state in order to continue with this foreign exchange program. Finley is now being charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor as well as possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. The students were part of the ASSE World Heritage Foreign Exchange Program. The DeKalb County Drug Task Force was part of this investigation. The Budweiser Clydesdales are coming to Tuscaloosa this December. The massive horses that haul a beer wagon are being sponsored by Adams Beverages in order to benefit the Salvation Army during the holiday season. The Budweiser Clydesdales will make several appearances between December 7th to the 10th, which includes appearances at the Tuscaloosa Winn-Dixie and the Piggly Wiggly, along with the downtown holiday parade. 
There is one dog in the Bay Minette area who will be enjoying the good eats from Thanksgiving like never before. That dog has been spotted by Bay Minette residents running through the area with a plastic jug stuck over his head. The dog has actually managed to eat and drink through a hole in the bottom of that jug for weeks now. Residents started calling police back in October when they spotted the poor animal's situation. They were concerned that the dog would get hit by a car since he's unable to see with the plastic jug on his head. An officer with the Baymanette Animal Control, Ashlyn Hale, then set a trap that worked recently in capturing the dog. Hale spoke with WKRG News about the dog that's now nicknamed Jughead. He does have a couple wounds on his ankles, um, on his feet, where they're just swollen from, there's no telling he couldn't see where he was running, so um, he made a, might have ran through a fence, caught his leg, anything like that. Well, Jughead is recovering from injuries and will be up for adoption in just a few weeks, just in time for Christmas. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, just before the Thanksgiving weekend, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that a congressional committee can have access to the tax returns of former President Donald Trump. The court order will allow for the U.S. Treasury Department to release those tax records to the House Ways and Means Committee. There were no dissenting opinions coming from the Supreme Court justices that were in any way recorded in this latest court order. Trump's lawyers had made an emergency application to the Supreme Court in order to block the release of the information. The attorneys say that the Democrats' reason for gaining this financial information is a cover for a fishing expedition into Trump's business deals with the goal of releasing all that information to the public. An Israeli woman is now suing a U.S. Secret Service member who was guarding President Joe Biden this past July while visiting the country of Israel. Tamar Ben-Haim claims that she was violently assaulted by the Secret Service agent while he was off duty and outside of a bar in Jerusalem. Ben-Haim says that the agent was intoxicated at the time when he attacked her and beat her so severely that she was convinced she wasn't going to survive. Another Secret Service agent apparently pulled the first agent away from the whole violent assault. Both are members of the counter-assault team and were in Jerusalem a day ahead of the president's visit. Lawyers for Ben Himes say that the defendant and his employer are evading justice by refusing to disclose that attacker's identity and ignoring a Freedom of Information Act that was filed to gain the attacker's name. The U.S. Secret Service told CBS News that the agent has been suspended pending further investigation. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is now weighing in on a rail workers union deal with the U.S. Department of Labor. The business lobbying group is asking for the U.S. Congress to now intervene in this emerging standoff. The deal fell through this past Monday without certain votes coming from the conductors union. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce CEO Suzanne Clark says that federal lawmakers must now step in where the Biden administration failed and that Congress must force the broker deal forward. Four unions decided not to take the deal after they asked for 15 paid sick days and were only offered one paid personal day. These unions say that their workers kept the flow of vital goods all throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, and they were clearly put out and angry that their proposal was completely ignored. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce warns that a rail strike is imminent if a deal is not worked out by Congress and that this would exacerbate the inflation going on here in the U.S. as well as the economy as a whole. Well, the last press conference from Dr. Anthony Fauci from the White House broke out into chaos after reporters 
wanted to ask Fauci more about the origins of the COVID-19 virus in China before he officially leaves his role in the White House Coronavirus Task Force. That's about to happen at the end of this year. Well, it all started with the Today News Africa White House Chief Correspondent Simon Atiba insisting on the question with a bunch of other reporters. Here's what happened. You're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I ba- I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, only thirty minutes. Not being answered. Go ahead, Jeremy. No, she's not you ask your question. You should allow her to ask the question. Jeremy, Jeremy, it's Jeremy. It is not. It is not your turn. It is not your turn. You can't. You can't read. A press briefing, you need to call from people across the room. She has a valid question. She's asking about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci is the best person I, to answer. I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is a disrespect. Is it is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're taking time away from your colleagues. Fauci never did willingly address the question coming from reporters about COVID-19. Atiba went on to speak with the Daily Caller White House correspondent and said that he's dealt with both press secretaries Jen Psaki as well as Karine Jean-Pierre, and Atiba claims that all of these briefings are clearly rigged. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out The Daily Detail tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day, where I delve into relevant excerpts from the Journal of Governor William Bradford regarding Plymouth Plantation and the backstory to the first Thanksgiving. You won't want to miss it. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 